Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for a brand new edition of Baseball Talk Radio Show. With Rich and Gary, we're talking all about the last day of the season for 2016. Won't you join us? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Baseball Talk Radio Show. It's the podcast talking all about baseball from the U.S., of course, and around the world. And I'm joined by my good friend and co-host on the show, Mr. Gary Mack. And hello, Rich. And boy, it is uh, hard to believe it's the final day of baseball. And just in a few minutes, everybody starts playing. And uh, they do that, so there's no advantages given. Everybody pretty much starts at the same time. And uh, hard to believe that it's the end of the regular season, or is it, Rich? Because with this crazy playoff system that they got set up here, that could be we could not start until next week. The playoffs. Yeah, and it's it adds a little more excitement to the day, of course. And I love the way they start all the teams off at the same time. Uh, all fifteen games today, beginning within ten minutes of one another ranging from just about now as we're starting the podcast here on October 2nd, 2016, 3.05 to 3.15. So every game, regardless of where it's being played, starting at the uh, same time, Eastern time here, of course. And uh, it's going to be an awesome finish again. And just I know a lot of people probably won't listen to this show live, but all the games are being streamed live for free at MLB.tv as well. So that's a nice little end-of-season gift for anybody that didn't sign up for the uh, season of MLB.tv. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Didn't know that myself, but uh, got to check that out when we get done here. Uh, but, it, but it is a crazy setup we got going on here, Rich. And the one thing I don't understand about it all is they have all these tiebreakers. So why would we need to have more games to determine the spot? I mean, for instance, if the Giants lose today and the Cardinals win, they'll be tied for the second uh, uh, the second wild card spot in the National League. So wouldn't you just go to a tiebreaker? I don't understand. Why would they have to play another game? Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I think they said in the American League there is a possibility some team could play three or four games before we even get to it in the playoffs because Detroit has to, and Cleveland have, are a game behind, or so they have to play a game. They may have to play that game because it could have great implications. It could mean Detroit gets a tie into the wild card, or it could mean that Cleveland could get the home field advantage over Boston. 
I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Why didn't they make this up earlier in some sort of double header or something or on an off day? Um, to bring it to this point and have to make things these things up now seems a little wacky. And, and again, I don't understand that they have tiebreakers in place. Uh, you know, even in the NFL, they have if, if you tie with another team, they go down the list of tiebreakers until they find out who breaks the tie. They don't have a separate game to determine who goes into the playoffs. So it's it's kind of a wacky system that they got going. But as you said, it does make it exciting. It is kind of wacky. We're going to like play hockey a little bit. Look at that. Playoff stats that they have. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit from LMLB.com, an email that they put out overnight uh, coming into the last day of the season here. And it says the six division winners and one NL wildcard team has been decided. However, the three remaining wildcard spots are still up in the air and home field advantage is still in play in a couple of races. Two teams are in a must win situation today, Detroit in the American league and St. Louis in the national league. So it goes on to say we're set up for a possible baseball game on Monday in the form of a tiebreaker, San Francisco at St. Louis, if the Giants lose today and the Cardinals win, and or a makeup game with the postseason implications, Cleveland at Detroit at 1 p.m., then we could have a second tiebreaker, if not a three-team tie situation, begin to get settled Tuesday if Toronto and or Baltimore lose today and Detroit wins today in a makeup game versus Cleveland on Monday. So as you said, Gary, there's a lot of ifs, what ifs, um, if certain teams win, if certain teams lose, and you really got to pay attention to figure that out. So I, I give kudos to them for figuring that out and just distributing it to us in readable form because <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, because it's just crazy. It's just nuts what's going on. But uh, as you say, Rich, it's exciting, and it really does bring something to the table. And I guess the best thing that they did, Main League Baseball, was bring in this second the wild card because it does make it an exciting thing. Yeah, the, the article goes on to say, if Toronto beats Boston and Baltimore beats the Yankees, Getting both the Jays and the O's to 89 wins today, the Indians and the Tigers makeup game would be necessary if Cleveland also loses today. So, yeah, it gets gets so complicated towards the end of the season, but uh, that's what makes it more fun, I think. And a lot of these uh, races are going to de be determined by simply winning a ball game. Uh, and then, of course, if another team loses, uh, it might force – a tiebreaker game. So we're, we're not going to know until the games are over today, probably exactly what's going to happen, but we know what's going to happen with your favorite team, the New York Mets. Well, yeah, they're going to be hosting a game, hopefully Thursday, uh, Wednesday evening at the uh, city field as they won yesterday and, uh, knocked out the, uh, the giants and the Cardinals from the first spot. And that, that's a good thing because they get to rest a little and they get to um, evaluate uh, who they're going to play, both teams. I don't know who I'd rather play. 
I do have my concerns about Madison Bumgarner facing him, so I guess in a way I'd rather play the Cardinals, but I I never I, I dislike the Cardinals immensely and I never trust them, so uh I would hate to lose again. They broke our hearts in eighty five and two thousand and six in the uh NLCS when uh Molina hit a home run. Uh, that was the famous Andy Chavez uh, catch game. And uh, I guess for St. Louis fans, it's the Molina home run game. But And the famous Beltron letting the third strike go by watching that. So uh, I, I don't know who I want to play. But the main thing is they made the playoffs. And to tell you the truth, Rich, this was a team that in August 19th, uh, on August 19th, was five and a half games out of the second wild card spot. They were dead in the water. Nobody thought they'd go on a run like this. Nobody thought they would have the kind of end of the season that they did. But they got a couple of guys back healthy. They got Reyes back from an injury. Cabrera came back. And Ioannis Cespedes came back. And they brought up two young guys that went into spots in key positions in in the pitching rotation and they literally turned the season around with these two young guys and and then of course in September they got a lot of help from the miners with the call-ups the guys came through big uh uh Nimmo and uh TJ Rivera has just been outstanding he's another guy that filled the slot when Wilma Flores got hurt so these guys have really done the job and played great baseball and really got them to this spot. And um, uh, it's just, the you know, we call them the amazing Mets. And once again, this is amazing. And this might be even better than last year because last year they had Harvey and they had Syndergaard and they had uh, uh, Mats pitching going into the playoffs. This year they don't, and they still made at least a wild card and we'll see, you know, it's two years in the postseason. So let's build on that and see what happens. And um, I'm still not sold on this one-day playoff game uh, for the wild card. You know, maybe they should make a two out of three series. I just think that, you know, so everything can happen in one day and, you know, you can't recover. So uh, I'm not totally uh, sold on that, but um, it is what it is, and we hope that the home field advantage works to our advantage. Exactly. As you said, uh, three, four, uh, it seemed very, uh, I think the Nets had 10% chance of making the playoffs. So now with this one-game wild card, at least they can get in. Maybe they didn't play well enough during the season to secure that that real playoff berth, which the division winners get um, into the series right away. But it at least gives your team a chance to move up, stay in the playoffs, and and get further into it. Um, here's what we know so far: uh, the Rangers have clinched home field advantage through the World Series. They would play the AL wild card winner in the American League Division Series. The Red Sox will play the Indians. That'll be a good series in the ALDS. Home field advantage is still to be determined, so we don't know if it's going to start off in Boston or maybe in Cleveland. Of course, the Cubs have clinched home field advantage through the National League Championship Series. They play 
the winner of the NL wild card in the NLDS. So it's going to be interesting there. And of course the nationals who have coasted uh, the last few weeks, they've really been playing some good ball while host the Dodgers in their NLDS series and getting down to your Mets. Of course, Gary, they'll host the NL wild card game on Wednesday. Uh, time to be determined. And I used to hate that as a fan when you have to go to a game, you know, tell us a time. It's already what Sunday and they're not even announcing the time, but um, of course, playing either the Giants or the Cardinals. So, uh, a lot of great baseball to be played uh, last day of the season. So a lot of teams uh, have some time for reflection. The Phillies being one of them. If you're watching our video version, I have my Ken Griffey hat uh, backwards on today. A uh, little protest from for the play of the Phillies. They, they could have upset your Mets and sent them home for the winner, but uh, laid down and uh, gave them run of Citizens Bank Park. Well, I don't know if they laid down. I just think uh, they battle. I just think that they're not quite there yet. And uh, the bullpen is really uh, what, what's killing the Phillies now. They have uh, some, some offense going. They have some uh, decent young starting pitching that they need to develop a little more. But the bullpen is really a big question mark with them. Seven out of ten games uh, left. They played the Mets. Could have been a, a big, big difference for the Mets. But yeah, the Mets. You got to give them credit. They still went out on the field, earned the victories, and of course the Phillies were trying to win as well. But uh, yeah, it's just a time re for reflection, really, for me on the last day of the season. Uh, of course, football is in its fourth week now, but uh, for a lot of us. Uh, Fans of baseball, their teams are going to be out of it. It's going to be a long offseason, about a six-month layoff, and all we have is uh, you know, some winter meetings to look forward to, some of the players that might be invited to spring training, so on and so forth. But an exciting time for those teams that are still in it in the uh, 2016 postseason. And Rich, uh, have you changed any of your picks? Do you like who do you like now? Seeing that it's kind of shaking out, we know more or less who's going to be in the playoffs. Um, I really don't in the American League. I really don't like any of the wild card teams making a a stand. Of course, that can that can change. Of course, somebody could get hot at the at their, in the next two days and really make a run, but. Uh, I think it's going to be a couple of division winners that end up playing for the pennant. Yeah, it, it certainly seems like it should be. Um, if the Cubs don't win and win it all this year, there's a real problem because they've sort of run the table in the league uh, just straight across. They have a, a powerhouse team. It'll be interesting to see if that carries into the playoffs. Of course, last year, we saw them make the playoffs for a brief time. They were out before you could blink. Um, I think if you're a Cubs fan, you have to think that this is the year for them. Um, of course, a lot of teams stand in their way, the Dodgers, the Nationals. And as you said, it'll be who gets hot in the playoffs. And it's really a new season. It starts from day one, the day that the playoffs start. You have new heroes that you'll count on, guys that, might not be a household word today will be a household word two weeks from now in the playoffs when they start 
really uh, taking advantage of uh, certain situations. And, you know, that's how heroes are made in baseball in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to watch all these teams take, take the field. Of course, the Red Sox, um, I don't think too many people pick them to, uh, to make it into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, that they could be a dark horse in this race. Uh, Cleveland, of course, came out of nowhere, um, left a lot of teams in the dust. If they could be your uh, Cinderella team, so to speak, but it could be someone else as well. Well, I have to say in the American League, I, I like uh, Texas. I think that they have uh, they have a good, solid all-around team. Um, adding LaCroix was uh, a brilliant move for them. That really solidified them up the middle. The pitching is is uh, probably the best of the uh, with with exception to the Indians, but the Indians have some injuries to their pitchers, so that's going to give it to Texas in my estimation. Because right now you got um, uh, Darvish and Hamill, and uh, they just seem to have it together. And you know sometimes all you need is two or three pitches in in a short series like this that they're going to be playing. And they can carry you. So uh, Texas looks like, to me, to be uh, a very tough team to beat in the American League. And in the National League, uh, I'm not going to take a side now because if the Mets are fortunate enough to get through the wild card, they were going to be playing the Cubs. And last year, the Cubs beat them, I believe, nine straight, went into the playoffs, and the Mets swept them. Not the same Mets team. Little different uh, players on the Cubs team, but you never know. Again, once they get in the playoffs, so uh, um, not it should be by record. It it should be the Cubs and and the Rangers. I would think in the World Series, but um, uh, as we've been saying all along, you never know. The Red Sox could get hot. The uh, Indians could get hot. Whoever the wild card team is could get hot. And the same thing in the National League. So it's going to be interesting the next couple of weeks to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, and I like the way Texas has picked up uh, different players over the past few years. They picked up Fielder. He didn't quite work out for them. They picked up Hamels from the Phillies. Hamels is a, is a centerpiece of your rotation uh, he's been to the World Series before. He's got a lot of experience. Uh, they finished so far with 95 wins. They could get their 96th win against the uh, Rays today. So, yeah, as you said, these certain teams have made great moves. The Cubs coming to mind as, as my NL team. Just every move that they've made from... Uh, utility players to stars have worked out for him, even their manager. You know, you got the quirky Joe Madden, who's got his own little quirks. <laughs> and you've got a Theo Epstein who came from Boston that probably wanted this freedom to make these moves and went out there and got Madden. He was the first acquisition uh, for the Cubs. And then he built a team around it and just seemed like a uh, a perfect uh, uh the stars aligning for the cubs there the years have gone by so fast and they've never won that championship so you know maybe this is the year for them 
The only thing, Rich, I wonder if it removes some of the luster of the Cubs franchise if they win. Now it's, you know, they have this whole tradition of being the lovable losers and something goes wrong and everybody, it's tough to be a Cubs fan because they never won and blah, blah, blah. And I wonder if you lose some of that, if you win. I mean, Boston kind of lost some of it when they won. You know, because then you don't have the curse of the Bambino anymore. It's just that, you know, baseball is a lot about tradition and history and lore, folklore. And uh, if they win, you kind of kind of lose that. And then you just become another team that's won. In the, I mean, the, the, the city, of course, loves it. The, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, I wonder sometimes if it, if it can... Uh, just have a, an adverse reaction on on the, on the team itself. Sort of tarnish a team's reputation, almost. Yeah, sorta or lore, you know. Well, like the tide, it comes and goes. Success in baseball, uh, you can look at every, just about every team. Not some of the Midwest teams don't even have that to. Uh, the grip onto for for a long time the cincinnati reds uh minnesota twins teams like that um been a long drought for them as well um i think the cubs have rebuilt themselves when they rebuilt the clubhouse for the players they spent untold millions bringing it up to today's type uh i call it marriott hotel standards you know <laughs> You walk into these places and they're like, you know, these ballplayers are being paid millions of dollars nowadays. Even the average ones are getting million-dollar, two-million-dollar contracts, where years ago that was a very rare occasion. Like Pete Rose would make $2 million a year. That was a lot of money to be paid for a baseball player. An average guy is getting that now. So, yeah, times have changed. Teams have obviously changed, and, you know, the – the tide of baseball has changed, so it'll be interesting to see if the Cubs can do it. I have to say they probably are the favorite. I haven't checked the Vegas odds uh, in a while, but um, you know they're they're certainly built to win this year. And if they don't, I think it's going to be a little bit of a a knockdown for them. Not that they haven't done well all year, but they have to. Uh, they have 102 wins going into the game against Cincinnati today. That's a that's a powerhouse team when you get over 100 wins for a team. You're doing things right uh, at that point. So uh, I'd love to see the Cubs win uh, for a few reasons, but um, I'm also a fan of other teams. So I'll be uh, sort of neutral in the playoffs <laughs> and even the World Series this year. Well, uh, man, just to put it aside in there, nice uh, gesture in Philadelphia right now. Ryan Howard came up for probably his last, uh, not his last at bat, but his last game as a Philly today and got a standing ovation. And um, very nice to see. Uh, he's probably destined, if he's going to stay in baseball, probably destined for the American League. He just can't move anymore around first base as as well, but um, uh, got a standing ovation. So it, this is uh, 
this is the day we see a lot of this stuff with uh, David Ortiz will probably get a standing ovation at home, even though he'll be in the playoffs. But um, his final game, regular season game at Fenway Park today, and uh, Ryan Howitt's final game at the Citizens Bank Park today as, as a Philly. And I was thinking that's a nice gesture, um, being a Phillies fan and following his career. Um, about six weeks ago, it was announced that he won't be playing most of the end of the season. Uh, there was no plans to honor him, as the Phillies did within the last probably 10 days or so is when this honoring of Ryan Howard came out. Come on out, buy your tickets, final three games of the year, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Kind of, I don't know, it kind of makes me think that they used him as a ploy to get people into the stands. I know he's been the centerpiece of the Phillies. I've liked him for years. He's had his problems in Philly as well. But this wasn't something that was planned out by the Phillies for a couple months. There was no plans to honor Ryan Howard at the end of the season until about eight to ten days ago, honestly. So I don't know how much of that is is contrived by the Phillies in order to get more fans into the seats as they've had a problem in the last couple months. True, it's nice that the fans did come out uh, and honor him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he plays next year. I guarantee it's going to be somewhere. He still has good numbers. He's still put up about 25 home runs this year, and he's still a relevant guy that can hit that ball. Uh, and as you said, his strength probably lies in a DH role at this point. He's 37 years old. His career went by very fast. Uh, with the Phillies because he wasn't brought up till he was about 25 years old. So, um, your, 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 your whole career is about 12 years long at that point, if you're not brought up till that age. So, right. A tough, um, you know, farewell for the fans, but, uh, still, you know, we have the memories that he brought us and, uh, we're happy for that. And, uh, he also made a lot of money with the Phillies ton of money uh, and that's great that's that's what it's all about well you know when i was thinking about this the other day and i think the perfect landing spot for him may be in boston big poppy's gonna be gone uh they'll never need the boy not bring in another big bat and uh you know maybe that might be a good spot for him uh, playing for the boston red sox next year I would have to say that they would probably be the favorites if money doesn't play a factor because you also have the first base coach that used to be the GM of the Phillies for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, so you've got a friend there, so to speak, and somebody that would love to probably have him DH for the Red Sox as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'd have to call them a favorite if money isn't a, an issue. Of course, another team offering them more so be interesting to see what happens right. in the offseason with howard well and in that ballpark for him i mean he did hit like you said he hit 25 home runs so i would uh you know uh even though he's only hitting like 190 something but you know adam dunn made a nice career out of doing that for years 
So uh, I think somebody will pick him up. And as I said, I think uh, I think both uh, Boston would be the perfect fit. Small ballpark. He could they're losing the DH, bringing another big name DH, a guy that still can hit homers. He's not going to hit three hundred, but he never did. Uh, you know, he could even play an occasional first base if they wanted him to. He just can't. He's just not an everyday player anymore. You can see he he doesn't move very well at all, and I don't know if that's because of the. Uh, the Achilles that he tore, but I really think that was the beginning of the end for him. That was really what brought on his decline was that last at bat in that uh, playoff game. Yeah, and then his lack of being able to hit a breaking ball is probably a close second. We call it the rusty gate swing. (laughs) Uh, He's just fooled tremendously with a good breaking ball. Still is. If I were him... Seven or eight years ago, I would have went out and had the best breaking ball pitcher throw nothing but breaking balls at me for hours on end, weeks on end. But it just that's one of his weaker spots in the game. And uh, anybody that's followed Ryan Howard knows that. So, And yet he still hit over, what, 400 home runs? Uh, 25 this season, and he hasn't been an everyday player for the yeah. Phillies. So, uh I think he'll end up, but again, it'll have to be somewhere in it. I I believe I can't see a National League team picking him up because you couldn't play him every day at first, and to, to, he's too expensive of a, of a, a backup first baseman and a pinch hitter. But I could see him fitting in nicely in an American League team as a DH, and I could, as you said, with with uh, Amaro coaching for Boston. And uh, Big Poppy leaving, I think it sets up perfectly for him there. Perfect parking spot for him. And, you uh, know, um, excuse me, Rich, but he, he he's made so much money. I don't think, you know, at this point, I think if you wish to keep playing, you take a lot less money, much like Bartolo Colon. He, you know, the money isn't all that important to him. He's He's got the money. Uh, he just wants to keep pitching, and I think it's the same for Howard. So the money may not be that big a deal. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of contract he gets. Uh, if I was Howard, I'd be looking for a two-year deal and somewhere in the neighborhood of at least 12 to 15 mil. So it'll be interesting to see if he got that um, kind of a contract and if he gets – any kind of a contract at the end of the season. We'll have to keep an eye on it. And of course, this podcast goes all around the year. So we hope uh, just because it's the end of the season that you'll stay with us here and uh, be able to listen to our shows all throughout the off season. We cover the uh, winter meetings, we cover the draft, we cover just about everything that goes on off season wise in baseball. We're talking all about it. So we would like you to um, sign up uh, over at iTunes. You get our podcast pushed right onto your device all year round. And I also want to extend a thank you to our new listeners that tuned into the YouTube version of our show because we do stream it live, warts and all here on uh, the Baseball <laughs> Talk Radio Show. We had a record number of viewers last week, and I'm, I'm so 
uh, kind of bummed that it was such a bad time for baseball fans with uh, Fernandez dying. Uh, but I want to welcome them to our podcast as well and hope they stay with us as well. And, and I'd like to apologize for some of the audio issues we've been having on uh, the video show as well. But um, we're working on it and hopefully we get, I think we cleared it up this week. So very good. We have have had some changes in the way that our our podcast is recorded, of course, uh, with Google Hangouts being moved over to YouTube and things. So we've had a few interesting uh, aspects in trying to uh, uh, embrace this new technology. So every time we do that, we hit a little bump in the road. But hopefully for most of you, it hasn't changed too much, the podcast here. And uh, talking about that horrible story that we led off with last week, Gary, uh, Mr. Jose Fernandez was put to rest uh, during the past week, his funeral was held. Uh, the Paul Bearers wore his jersey, number 16. And of course, it was announced that the Miami Marlins will be retiring number 16 for Jose Fernandez. Just a tough, tough situation for that still. Um, news out of Miami has been a little uh, scant, not too much coming out, but uh, there was an article in the paper today down in Palm Beach that uh, leads to the fact that due to the type of accident that maybe some fancy gadgets and uh, measurements might ultimately tell us how this horrific boating accident happened, Gary. Uh, clues, of course, are going to be not as much as they would be in other type of uh, incidents, but um, there's a big article in the paper down there all about how they go about figuring these things out. So um, not too much to report upon uh, what caused that accident completely. Uh, the investigation is still on. Um, and just a real tough time for baseball fans, and I'm sure Marlin fans uh, still in a state of shock over this. Um, just a, a horrible time down there in Miami. Yeah, certainly is, Rich. And, and the worst part about it is that they have to – they have to go on and uh, rebuild this franchise and, and replace that talent on, on a team. And um, they really uh, will have to start doing that after today because, you know, the front office never doesn't get the whole winter off. They have to work. And uh, it's a shame that you're trying to do that in the midst of your grieving process. But... Um, it, it's what it's it is what it is there's not much you can do about it yeah and senator marco rubio down there in florida has asked the u.s coast guard and u.s army corps of engineers to assess the safety of the jetty where fernandez's boat crashed in a letter to the groups on wednesday this past week he said the jetty has been described as being submerged during high tide and very difficult to see at night so, um, you know, for the future and uh, boaters down there, yeah, maybe some second look at this is in order. Uh, obviously, it's um, not for the beginning boater to try to challenge. Um, not too many jetties that I know go underwater at certain times. So, yeah, that, that's a wacky uh, 
type of situation down there and uh, probably best led to people that are, are boat captains and things. It just seems like a tough, tough uh, area to navigate around. Yeah, you should stay away from those difficult areas, stay in, in the, the uh, clear areas when possible. But uh, easier said than done, and, uh, you know, it's all hindsight now. Yes, it is. Well, just a quick update. Of course, this will be all history by the time you hear it. But the San Francisco Giants have a 2 nothing lead over the L.A. Dodgers here in the bottom of the second. On the last day of the season, the race to the playoffs, Baltimore Orioles are winning one nothing. Uh, still very early in that game. Let's take a look around at some other races that may be of interest. Uh, no real other scores. Uh, KC has a one nothing lead over the Indians. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun watching this play out towards the uh, end of the afternoon today, Gar. It certainly is, Rich, and and uh, as you say, this will all be history soon. And when we come back next week, we'll have a better picture of the playoffs. Well, we'll be uh, probably talking about the uh, the wild card races. Of course, they'll be played uh, by the by the next time we do the podcast. And of course, our our attentions will turn to the hot stove. Um, a lot of rumors already. Uh, hot rumor being on the table that Ichiro, uh, also from the Miami Marlins, is going to be a free agent. We'll have to see where he goes, if, if anywhere. Um, and some other players on the Marlins as well have some, uh, some contracts that are up. Uh, will Ichiro stay with the Marlins? We don't know. But we'll be talking about a lot of that hot stove action too, and that, that helps to make the offseason go by a little bit better for fans. The teams are out of the race and, uh, you know, they just have this sort of news to look forward to. Yep. But it's always a fascinating time. Yes, it is. So thank you for tuning in to this week. The baseball talk radio show brought to you by baseballtalkradio.com. You can hear this show along with, 30 other shows talking all about baseball. Gary has his Mets musings. He also has a minor league team on the Cyclones that he does a show on there. You can hear my podcast, Philly's Tough Podcast, and a whole bunch of other uh, podcasts just about from anything you could think of of baseball, even uh, field maintenance. There's a podcast on baseball field maintenance there and other athletic fields. Uh, Japanese baseball, a couple of them, uh, Tokyo and Japan in general there. So tune on over to BaseballTalkRadio.com here in the best of playoff baseball as we slip into the playoffs here in 2016. Gary, you have a great week, and I can't wait for next week's show already. Yeah, me too, Rich, and we'll see you all then. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.